Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. With the non-aggression principle, how should we respond if there are efforts to seize our means to defend ourselves and our families? So what Mike's sort of commenting on here further in the longer form of the question is that he wants to, you know, not duck his moral obligations to do what's right, just being out of fear of repercussions. So what do we, what do we think about that? There's a lot that's tied up in there. Number one, I think that at least as it pertains to America, I'm not too worried about this, uh, just because the the kind of obvious implication here is the possibility of, you know, the government coming in and taking people's firearms away. Well, I've got news for you. I don't think that's the big risk here, (laughs) because we hear this every time, especially when, say, you know, frankly, when oh, when there's concern about a Democrat becoming president or something like that. You know, people were saying this about uh, about Barack Obama in 2008. But I, you know, we were there for that, right? That concern went less than nowhere. In fact, it's arguable that, that in some respects, uh, gun rights actually got better uh, during those years. I know that sounds kind of crazy to believe, yeah. especially when, you know, right after... I remember very distinctly, the in the months right after Obama was elected, gun sales actually skyrocketing, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's really hard to round up guns. I mean, <laughs> like it, it is really difficult in this day and age, especially to round up guns. Uh, so I'm not too worried about that. But, but... Let's just say, you know, look, okay, if there are efforts to seize the means to defend ourselves and our families that are made, it doesn't mean that you are without recourse. Because number one, there's always other means of defense. Like, yes, it's important to be able to, to defend oneself. I get that. But your ultimate hope is not in your weapons of warfare, right? Your ultimate hope is in, is in a place and where your citizenship is truly held, not in these United States, but in heaven. So... Like in the end, yes, it is a risk, but I don't think it's a great risk. And even if the worst were to happen, we don't put our hope in either in princes or in our weapons of warfare. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I stand on it. So one of the concerns I think somebody like Mike would have is in, you know, in hearing all this. And by the way, if you want to get into the you know, ethics of nonviolence, we have about five episodes on that with different people to talk about those things. But the idea here is that, well, what about my responsibility to protect my family? You know, I've got three kids and a wife, and I need to be sure that they are protected. I need to be sure that they are kept alive. I mean, I'm not, I'm not negligent when it comes to them playing out in our driveway or anything like that. So why should I be negligent if it comes to, you know, violence, especially violence from the state, where it could be a lot more difficult to sort of defend against that kind of thing? So I think there's a responsibility that a lot of people feel that, you know, they see this potential thing coming. And it's one thing to say, and and I agree with you that it's probably not going to be a big deal in the United States. It might in a couple generations, possibly. It might in certain vicinities or states and and regions of the United States. But I think by and large, you're going to be able to find a way to be in a location, it might not be easy, but be in a location in the U.S. where you will still have your rights intact. That could mean a number of different things. But I don't personally fear or worry about my neighborhood being attacked or, you know, vandalized or burglarized or any of those sorts of things. 
And so I feel relatively safe where I live. Now I have the luxury of living in a place that I feel safe. Not everybody quite has that luxury. So having rights taken away, you know, like gun rights, that's one way to look at it. The other is you do still have the right of movement and you can move to a safer place. You can move to a different state that doesn't confiscate your guns. Like if you live in Chicago, you can move to Texas. That doesn't make it easy, but it is an option. And so I think freedom of movement within the United States is probably a big plus here in terms of like, what are your options when this kind of thing happens? One thing that has been sort of very clear and obvious in 2020 is the need for some sort of federalist type governance. And there's pros and cons to it, but there's only so much the federal government can do fast enough. And so that's where the states really come in. So that's kind of a long and rambling answer to one option is that you can move and you can find an alternative. And, you know, for now, while things are still not deeply threatening in terms of, you know, our safety and, you know, the government coming and taking, you know, taking away our livelihoods, I would say prepare for what what other option you might have. And maybe that means moving in 15 years versus, you know, having to not think about it for 15 years and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, now now I'm stuck with, you know, the situation I don't want to be in. So plan ahead if you will, and, you know, follow Jesus in the ethic of nonviolence. So don't look to something that's violent to be your protection. Find as many other ways to do that before you resort to the last resort. That would be my answer to the question. And of course, Mike, if we were sitting around a table in a hotel lobby because we're all at the same, at a libertarian conference and we're talking about these things, we would have a further discussion about your concerns and other people would chime in and this would be a much more lively discussion. But based on the question and based on what we've, you know, hear from other people in terms of their concerns, that's where I would answer it. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.